Grand Risings, my love bugs. It's 10.50 a.m. It's going to be April 5th today. What is it? Tuesday, April 5th, okay? So, before I start off today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about what happened yesterday because my guides let me know. So, yesterday, um, and this is like the first time they actually let it happen to me, I guess fully. Um, my guides are always protecting me, but there's sometimes that it's like they want to use me as an example in a way to show people what it's like. So for those that were able to hear, it was like a channeled message. I deleted it, but if you're able to hear it, I think there was like five maybe people that got to hear it before I deleted it. Um, that entire podcast of me like sounding frustrated and pissed, um, and wanting to like give up. My guides, in a way, it's like they use me as a catalyst so you guys can see what air attacks are like, okay? Remember I told you I have um, Gemini and I have Aquarius in my chart. So, uh, they were able to, like, I guess they were just, they were letting me get, in a way, like, air attacked for a second. (laughs) And this is normally something that's, like, I can catch on to when it's happening and I can stop it. But it went on for most of the day yesterday. Um, And it went on for two reasons. One of the reasons it was going on during the readings is because the energy got brought on with that cancer one okay so whoever's ancestor was coming through the cancer one it's like that person was still attached to a negative energy and their ancestor came through and cut out everybody else's messages to like try to get them out of this energy then with that same energy that energy picked up on my energy and apparently whoever this person is um, they listen to my podcast, okay? So it's almost in a way, it's like, um, you know how it's like, uh, people give you, you like that last warning, like that third strike, okay? So it's like for me and the people that are messing with me on so many different le- levels, energetically, um, financially, you know, spiritually, whatever, right? There's a lot of people sending constant attacks to me every single fucking day, and I'm still getting up and doing what makes me happy okay and they don't want me to if you guys if you got to listen to the episode there was a part towards the end where I was like I don't even know if I want to do this or I was saying like I might take a couple days off and that's what they want me to do okay um in that moment like when I ended it and I said those last few words I realized that that was not me okay so I had to recalibrate my energy for the rest of the day I deleted it because that's somebody else's air attacks towards me, okay? And them wanting me to not be with my person. Them wanting me to give up on us and all that kind of stuff. Honestly, I don't know who my person, you know, I don't even care who my person is at this point. I feel like I do know you, but I don't even care at this point, you know what I mean? It's it's so much going on. It It is what it is. I done let go and released it. I'm at the point, I'm about to end up manifesting something bigger and better because it's like, if that energy is attached to you in any kind of way and it's coming towards me, I would rather be alone than have to deal with that shit all the fucking time. And that's just what it is, you know? So if that was a part of, you know, something going on with me or somebody's trying to come towards me and somebody's still holding them back, until you get rid of that energy, I don't want anything to do with you. And if you can't get rid of that energy, I'm moving on. I already done moved on, Okay. I done cut my cords, I done did everything I need to do, so whatever you see fit happens, that's on you, but I literally, like, I had to get my energy out of that energy, because it's draining, okay, so for anybody that got to listen to that, 
that was in a way um I guess like an example for you guys to see how that happens and how that works and how people can air attack you and make you want to be so frustrated that you give up on your goals on your love on all these different things okay but as far as like my divine partner I literally had to cut my energy off of theirs because they're not on the right path or they're not on my page right now they're on somebody else's page and that's fine I'm going to create a whole new book at this motherfucking point. You feel me? So I hope you can take that as like, you know, a lesson or you guys can like learn something from that. Or you can kind of see what my air attack look like. And you can hear, you know, all the rest of my podcast. And then it's like that one. If you were one of the five people that got to hear it before I deleted it, then you can see and you can compare and contrast and you can tell when I'm in my energy you can tell when somebody else is, is in my energy, okay? Um, so, moving forward, because that was like five minutes. I just had to let you guys know what happened, why the episode's gone, and all that good shit, right? Um, and, by the way, whoever, because I know you listen to my stuff, that's why it happened. In a way, my guides wanted, because I said that last strike, right? My guides wanted you to be dumb enough to try to send one more thing towards me. And since it was a mental attack on me, I just want you to know how they're going to get you back is you're going to have a mental illness, okay? I have nothing to do with that. Good luck with your fucking life. Are you trying to listen to my stuff? It's already bad enough you're probably still in my work. But for you to listen to my stuff and try to send me mental attacks to make me want to give up because my content's better than yours, because I can actually know what I'm talking about or whatever, good luck with that you're gonna have a mental illness and that's all i gotta say about that they definitely let me know that so remember i told you guys nipsey is my spirit guide so what got me up and pumped today um to get back to this because i'm still like you know recalibrating my energy that was a lot it was very draining i'm not gonna lie you guys can tell i'm probably not as chipper and um i guess energized today like i normally am i sound a little drained Because it did drain a lot of energy. I had to do a whole energetic cleanse to get that shit off me. You feel me? Okay? So just want you to know, whoever the fuck you're listening, whoever you're listening, uh, whoever the fuck is listening to me, trying to do this, you're going to end up getting a mental fucking illness. Okay? Because you don't know who you're fucking with. You need to get out my motherfucking energy. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Moving forward. Today's episode... We're going to be learning about centaurs, okay? And the connection between Sagittarius's. Because if you know that um, Sagittarius, you guys' entire, like, I guess, I don't want to say, like, what is it, like, a mascot? I don't fucking know. Like, the symbol for you guys, I guess, is a centaur, which is, like, half, half man or half woman at the top and then the body of a horse, right? Um... When I'm looking it up and researching it so far, the only um, god that I know um, was like a Greek god. and His name was Chiron, okay? So this is a part of my chart I have not yet explored, but I will be exploring it soon since we're on this topic. And I'll break down the Chiron placements for you. Now, the people that have been studying the chart that listen to this, um, on the basic um, natal cafe astrology that I sent you, you may not find your Chiron on there because... Um, Chirons are a bit more like, yeah, you're going to have to know a little bit of something about some shit. It's not going to be like the base. It's not going to be on a basic chart, okay? So I'll break that down, that placement down to you guys probably 
um, later on in the episode or something like that. But first, really what we're going to do is we're going to, um, I have a book on like cryptozoology and like different beings and stuff. So we're going to go through the book and kind of like share the information with you guys. And then um, we're going to talk about like the, so far the only guy that I know is Chiron. And um, he also is representing of the constellation in the sky with the stars of Sagittarius, okay? So you know how they be like, oh, the moon's in Sagittarius, okay? What that means is up in the universe, up in the sky, um, where the Sagittarius um, um, constellation is, so the way the stars are set up, okay? That means the moon is in that position, okay? That's what that means. So it may be right in front of it or right around it, okay? Um... There's so many different, <laughs> there's so many things I can break down with the Zodiac right now, but we're going to get into like, um, the Sagittarius. So if you have Sagittarius in your chart, but I'm mainly speaking on like people that have like, okay. So for the Sagittarius sun, this is like the being that you come from, or this is like the realm you come from basically. Okay. Sagittarius sun. Okay. Now, when it comes to, like, the other Sagittarius placements, like I told you guys, I have Mercury placement in Sag, and I have my, um, North Node, which means, like, what I'm, the energy I'm supposed to move into in this lifetime is in Sagittarius as well, okay? So, or, like, rising, basically, your rising sign, okay? So, the people that have, like, those other placements, whatever other placements, it's more so like you carry the energy of this. You could have spent time in this realm at some point in time in your lifetime, and you carry that energy or you carried over a certain energy into this form now. Okay, so for example, for me, my Mercury placement being in Sagittarius, the way I speak is fiery, you know, I'm passionate with my words that I speak, um, I'm very intelligent. Okay. These type of things, um, centaurs are known as, like, the most intelligent and the most wisest of their type of creature, okay? Um, so it's like I carried on, so it's like my time being a centaur, whatever lifetime that was, what I decided to take, um, from that time period and bring into this lifetime right now, and you can see it on my chart, is I chose to take the fiery, passionate, um, intelligence, and the way I, that I communicate, I took that from there. And I also took, like, the passion, the drive, the um, the um, fun, optimistic, wanting to travel side, okay, as well. That's, like, my um, rising, okay? So, we're going to break down a whole lot. Get comfortable, okay? So, we're going to talk about Chiron first. So, with Chiron, you guys might see him on, like, um... You know, like those Greek paintings or like those vases or, you know, the, those um, Greek statues and things that are in museums. And you know how um, there's like the what I'm seeing is like the black horse. He's like a black horse. Of course, he's a centaur. But it's like you guys have seen him before. Or even like on the movie Hercules, the cartoon where kids um, and he was like depicted on like the ancient um, Greek, I guess, like pottery and like statues and stuff like that. He's the one that's simplifies like the black horse and he has a um an arrow or a bow and arrow and um like i said he's half man half horse now there's different depictions there's some of them where it's like um you'll see like how do i explain it there's lots of different centaurs so there's some that have like the body of a man and then the full body of a horse you know what I mean? Like, the top part is the man, the full body is the horse. And then there's some centaurs 
that are like, um, damn it. Uh, what is that? What is that movie? I think it's Chronicles of Narnia. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's almost like a centaur, but he was, he looked like a goat or something like that. I, I don't remember if his name was like Billy or something like that, but Chronicles of Narnia. Okay. Um, some of you guys that watched that movie when you were a kid, you remember what I'm talking about. He had like hooves or legs. That's another type of centaur, but I think they're like of the goat type, okay? And then there's a, a music video that I want you guys to go watch. It's called Human by Siv Glaviza. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> Let me get the spelling of her name because that shit is a little hard. <laughs> Hold on. Um, but she actually, um, Human by Okay, her name is spelled S-E-V-D-A-L-I-Z-A. I I guess Sev Deliza, something like that. If you go to YouTube and type in Human by Sev Deliza, um, you'll see what I'm talking about. She has a music video, and I love her music. Well, I don't really listen to it, but I love that song because I'm into all this kind of weird stuff. And she actually, in the music video, she dances, um, and she's in the body of a centaur. So it's like she shows you how, like, um, like the women form, they can be very, like, tantalizing and, like, um, kind of, like, luring. You know what I mean? Like, back in the day, I feel like, you know, with Greeks and stuff, they was kind of into some, like, strange sex. I'm not going to lie. You feel me? Like, they introduced the idea, when I told you guys about nymphs, they introduced the idea of homosexuality through male nymphs back then, okay? And also... Um, it kind of seemed in a way, I mean, I'm not saying it's like bestiality because I don't know because these are like other humans, but in a way it's like, um, in the, in the video you will see how like people, even though she had like legs of a horse or like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, they still were like sexually drawn to her. I don't know how to explain it. It's just watch the damn video. So it's like people can sexualize this energy in a way. Okay. And in, in another way, it's like, um, it also stands for like power and strength and protection. Okay. So that's the entire, um, energy of Sagittarius in general. Okay. Very beautiful energy. But at the same time, it's like, I don't fucking know how to explain it. Just go watch the damn video. You'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, but Chiron, the thing with Chiron is he actually was, um, killed. So what killed Chiron was, I believe it was like Hercules. Like he threw like a arrow or something at him. And when he threw the arrow at him, um, it hit him so hard. It like sent him off the planet Earth, if I believe, if I remember correctly, and sent him into the skies. And that's how he became the constellation of Chiron or the constellation of Sagittarius. Okay. Um... He was a god, but he was more so like a demigod. Um, he has a, he has siblings, okay? So the siblings that he has, they're all like regular. He's the only one that is um, a centaur. His parents are Kronos and Palyra. So if you know anything about um, like Greek mythology, his parents are Kronos and Palyra. His siblings are Hestia which I told you guys, um, she protects, like, the home, the hearth, okay, your family, and things like that, so Hestia is his sister, Demeter is his sister, Hera, Hades, everybody know Hades, Poseidon and Zeus are his siblings, okay, 
So he's very powerful. He's known as a demigod. Um, the thing with him is it's like he wasn't as violent as the other gods. And that actually was like one of his downfalls. And what kind of like, that was his only like weakness. Okay. Now, when it came to like, um, when it came to like, I guess like powers, um, he had like the gift of being the wisest and the justice of all centaurs. Okay. So it's like, like I said, the way his brain think, the way he can speak, the way he can like, um, pull things together. He was like known for his brilliance and his knowledge. Okay. So I feel like with a lot of, a lot of Sagittarius is, um, should I know a lot of Sagittarius and it's like you, you really, um, love learning. You guys love learning. You guys love, um, exploring new things. Okay. And I feel like this comes from this energy as well. So now we're going to get into the book a little bit. So they're called Homo Egoose. Okay. You know how we're like Homo Sapiens and stuff like that. They're Homo Egoose. Okay. Basically, humans have had no contact with them for the past um, hmm, 200,000 years because of war and human expansion. So that's not even that long ago. Um, honestly, 200,000 years is not that long ago um, to say that they were walking on this earth. Like, you know, dinosaurs and stuff was like million years ago. But like 200,000 years is really not that long ago. Um, they are... They are known for teaching archery to humans. So, like I said, bow and arrows are archery, okay? Um, that actually comes from them. So, if you have any type of, like, ancestry where, like, this is your thing, okay? So, I know, like, native ancestry, indigenous, um, different cultures actually use archery. They're the ones that um, brought this to, I guess, our world. They're known for their strong shoulders um, and huge muscles, that support their human-like torso, okay? Their heart is larger than average and is in the front, okay? It's like, okay, you know how, like, how do I explain it? So it's like, they're, look, they have me looking at their body right now. So it's like, what I'm seeing is it's like, uh, this is so weird. <laughs> it's like, their heart is not in the human part of them. It's like in the front part you know how like the breastplate of the horse that's where the heart is and it's larger than any heart that we have okay it's because it has to pump twice the blood um in order to get the blood to the brain and through the rest of the body because it's a you if you stand next to a fucking horse as a human you see how big they are then imagine that head of the horse being gone and then however tall you are you know from pretty much like torso up that's the rest of it. That's a lot of body. That's a lot of height, okay? So it's like the heart is larger and it has a pump twice as much. It probably even has more valves just because of that reason. What I'm also seeing is like their digestive system is like they have two. They have a human digestive system, which is in the upper part of their torso. So like where our... It's like their lungs are where our heart would be, okay? Um, their, their human digestive system is like right under those lungs. And then they have a, like, horse, I guess, digestive system. That is, like, where the horse's digestive system would be, basically, in their belly part. Damn, that's interesting. And it's, like, they pretty much, like, require more food. Um, 
And it's like, since they require twice as much food, because it's like they're two bodies in one, if that makes sense. So it's like they need more than one to like function and process this all through. What I'm also seeing is it looks like they have more than one intestine, okay? Their legs are very powerful and they can be used for defense. So just because, you know, they're standing on these legs, they can still use their legs like a horse where the horse can get up on his hind legs and kick your ass or can kick your ass from the back. You know how you don't stand behind a horse like they also use their legs for defense. It's not just for show. It's like everything on their body is hella fucking strong is what I'm seeing. Um, yeah, they're not able to be studied because it's like after centuries of war, um, they really went into hiding is what I'm saying. They're not making any contact with anyone within over the last 200,000 years. There may be, um, like little pockets of them alive in different remote areas. But what I'm seeing is like, they will attack you if you come close because it's like, like I said, we, a lot of us like, this book is on cryptozoology. So it's like, they had to have captured these beings at some point in time in order to study them to be able to give me this information you feel me so it's like they done captured as many as they can they done had so many wars and stuff like that and this is coming back even from like the greek greek mythology time so way back when and it seemed like the last point in time that they were on this face of this earth was about two hundred thousand years ago okay so ever since then they're hiding okay What I'm also seeing is like, hmm. what I'm also seeing is like, um, they, it's like, honestly, they could be like in like a fey area. You know how, like I told you, certain fake folks are like, um, you can only see them at certain points of time at night. So whatever area they are that they feel safe in, little pockets and groups of them, they probably only come out during that time. You know what I mean? Because it's like, okay, the humans are asleep or, you know, they're not out or they, you know, they can't see us at this time or whatever it is. But they feel like they have to hide. They're having me look at the skeleton. And honestly, the skeleton of it is literally like the entire spine is like just one big long spine, like one central nervous system. And it goes down from, like, the the base of their neck all the way down to their tail. And then, of course, we know, like, it looks like they just have a rib cage as far as the top skeletal part goes. And then, of course, the horse skeletal. Wow. And they're telling me that, I'm I'm reading that the um, spine is almost, like, similar to a giraffe. Okay? Damn, they're hella tall then. That's deep. Okay, so the centaurs of Greek lived in Magnesia. They were, like, worshipped as, like I said, demigods, okay? They lived within the oak forest of Elis and the Malayan Peninsula. They were physically similar to the image that we see right now, okay? There was a separate group of centaurs that were born from Zeus, it's like something about Zeus put... Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> this, this is nasty. Zeus, like, put his cum in the soil of Cyprus. Because he was, like... Okay. Yeah, Zeus is... I don't really like Zeus because I have... um 
I don't know. I told you guys I know a lot of my past lives. And I have this connection with Medusa. And I think on one of my episodes, or it's on my TikTok or something, I told you guys the story of Medusa and how Zeus raped Medusa. And how, um, was it Athena? Yeah, Athena was really like, um, she was like, had like some type of weird, like lesbian crush on her close friend Medusa. She didn't tell Medusa this, but she like kind of felt like she owned her, right? Um, Zeus seen this and was, he feels like, you know, he's the almighty God and things like that. So he's like, basically like, like how the fuck do they both want each other and don't want me? But in reality, Medusa didn't know that her friend had a crush on her. And he didn't. she didn't see their friendship as that. But Athena was kind of taking their friendship, like, whatever they were doing, she was kind of, like, taking it like, this is my girl, like, I'm going to be with her at one point in time, right? So both of them are jealous from Medusa. I can relate to this, right? So it's like they both feel away because they both want her, but they both can't have her. And she had her eyes on somebody else, right? So... What happens in this story really quick, so I can sum it up so you can see what the type of energy that Zeus carries is Zeus was so upset that neither Athena or Medusa wanted him. And at the time, Medusa was more gorgeous than Athena. Like, she was more attractive. So Zeus raped Medusa, okay? When Zeus raped Medusa and Athena found out, she was pissed because she felt like, like I said, she owned her. So she felt like you were supposed to give that to me, even though Medusa didn't feel like that towards her. She thought of her as a friend or like a sister type shit, you know? So Zeus raped Medusa. Athena found out she was pissed off because she felt like those are my goods. So since she felt like she gave up her goods to somebody else, she cursed Medusa to be the Medusa that we are that, that we know about now. So people don't know that Greeks are black the Greeks, the ancient Greeks were actually black. The, the color of them were black. You can even look up things about, like, ancient... I don't know how to explain it. Like, your ancestors were black, okay? So, if you're Greek, your ancestors were black. Okay? So, Medusa's locks, she had locks like me, okay? Athena turned her locks into snakes. And she cursed her that if anyone else looked at her, any other man looked at her, they were turned to stone. So it wasn't that Medusa was an asshole and she was going around doing this to men. It literally was like she was so beautiful. And this happened to her. And out of spite and rage and jealousy and, like, the energy of, like, you own somebody, Athena cursed her. So then it's like she couldn't have any other love because if anybody looked her in her eyes, she would turn them to stone. So in a way, not in a way, by facts <laughs> Medusa was the victim of not only rape but also a curse okay like I said I can relate to her stories so getting back to now Zeus so you can understand the type of energy he is and that he carries okay so for Zeus he made a whole group of centaur centaurs just because he was pissed off that he couldn't have sex with Aphrodite so he messed with himself, you feel me? I'm going to put some 18 plus on here. He played with himself and came on the soil of Cyprus because he was pissed off for not having her, okay? When this happened, this created centaurs, half-human, half-horse hybrids, okay? Just by him doing this. 
The centaurs were referred to at this time as fierus, okay? Meaning beasts. Because it's like they were made out of anger. Some of these ones actually were a little bit different because they had horns because they were made out of like frustration and not love, okay? So, <laughs> um, basically, after that, these centaurs then begin having their own child, okay? So there's one particular one that's the child of Ixion and Nephili, okay? They were mates in Magnesia. Now, their offspring, when they had theirs, was like, basically, um, it, 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 it's like they started to create the different forms. So, it's like, okay, now you have a whole group of centaurs that he made out of frustration and stuff. Then, they have their own offspring. And when they mate, it's like, that makes the different ones, okay? So, remember, I told you some of them could have a whole body of the horse. Some of them could just have a leg. So, it's like, you see the top half of a man or a woman and then the bottom half of um like the hooves like just two legs not four okay i don't know how else to explain it um if you need that's why i'm saying like go watch that little music video real quick because you can see what i'm talking about it might help explain a little bit more um because <laughs> i'm like i don't know how else to explain this shit <laughs> um they had different types of centaurs okay so the next episode we're going to be doing after we break down all this is the monotars and some people might know them for being like the bullheaded gods where it's like you have the body of like almost like a human but it's like your head will be like an animal like a bull or something like that right those are monotars um there's also like ocentaurs that have like donkey bodies um there's eye centaurs that are like fishtails or like lobster claws okay so it's like there's so many different types and this happened because it's like he created his own type and then they kind of like spread around and kind of like you know get their own goddamn thing you feel me um now what they're letting me know is like even though these other very variations existed it was like they didn't really make it far down their evolutionary path. So it's like, you know how, like, the main one that we knew about was the centaurs and the monotars, which we're going to get to next. But it's like all the rest of the ones that I named, like the O-centaurs, I-centaurs, and things like that. The ones that have donkey bodies or the ones that have fishtail, lobster claw hands and things like that. The reason they didn't exist as much is because, like, it's like... um their evolution process was like strange okay it's like they didn't last long because of the type that they produced how do you fucking explain it <laughs> it's like <laughs> i don't know how to explain it um this is so hard to explain so it's like okay remember how i just told you how the centaur's body functions how it's like okay they got a larger heart and they have to have two stomachs two intestines things like that it's like when the other type ones started to mate and to make, it didn't match up evolutionary. So it's like they would die off before they were able to reproduce. I guess that makes sense. Whatever. You guys are going to have to, like, follow me, okay? Because it's like, these are so hard to explain. <laughs> um, yeah. What I'm also seeing, they're the, fem- the female centaurs. They might be also called, like, centaurides. They aren't really mentioned too much in, like, um, mythology or, like, text until, like, 4th century B.C. Um, when they appeared on, like, a mosaic, okay? So, there was one female centaur that was famous in particular. Her name was Hylanon. 
and she committed suicide when her husband Solyris was killed okay um there's like the book is saying they don't really know why the female centaurs are kind of like left out of the books and of course when I get to the part when I'm pulling the cards we can ask them why but I'm just kind of going over what they know so far they did exist but it's like they're not really sure of like why they're left out of these things okay what i'm also seeing is there's a there's a um philosopher named lucretis he's a poet and philosopher he wrote the book on the nature of things he has lots of um recollections and um like things that describe centaurs in his poems and in his books okay i feel like a lot of people try to um shame him for these things or like how do i explain it it's like for example like me putting out this information some people are like oh this is weird why do they want to hear it it's like no he actually knew about these beings and he's like trying to bring the information to the world like i am and it's showing me that like people um shamed him because it's like um they wasn't really understanding the process of evolution and how these things could be possible like horse human hybrids just sounded like something like devilish or something but there's a book that lucretes the poem poet and philosopher wrote called on the nature of things and he has lots of texts where it can probably give you more like insight on what's going on with them okay a lot of people like um hmm basically like people could kind of compare them to like werewolves back in the day because it was like um kind of like on that borderline of like beast and like humanity because it's like what well, werewolves is like okay we know the story of like they're being able to turn into um shapeshift into humans and stuff like that so what i'm seeing is like in a way the only way they were able to describe it in like old texts where like they thought they were like beasts that can shapeshift um hmm, that's interesting most of the stories about them were um oral stories that's what i'm saying like um that's why it's so important to me to get like these ancestor stories and these things out because it's like when our families and stuff stop talking about these things stop passing along because you know society says this is myth this is fairy tale don't talk about it it's not cool it's not popular then it's like it actually makes these energies die off because nobody's bringing them up. But what I'm seeing is, like, um, there's different cultures in the world and, like, people around, like, Greece, ancient Greece, um, ancient Greek, Scotland, Central America, Philippines is some of the few places that has oral history of centaurs is what I'm seeing. Most of the people that were able to, like, see these beings and, like, have these oral stories um, that were passed down for generations... Most of these people were nomadic people, so they were always constantly moving. Like, remember I told you my um, ancestors were um, gypsies? They started off in northern India, and they literally moved to, like, Egypt and, like, um, Turkey and, like, all these different places just going around the world traveling and teaching. So what I'm seeing is, like, the cultures that I named, okay? Um, Scotland, Philippines, Greek, okay? central america places like this they actually had these creatures there but the stories were getting passed along orally okay and it's like for most of the generations they didn't never record anything okay there was artwork 
so it's like the artwork was there but it's like the stories behind the artwork wasn't passed along because nobody wrote down the stories is what I'm seeing yeah um it's letting me know that centaurs travel in like small groups called herds kind of like I guess herd of a like herd of horses or herd of cows type of thing they always have a designated leader it doesn't matter if it's a male or female as long as they show dominance in social interactions and resource exchange okay so it's like they have the intelligence of a human just because they got a body of a fucking horse does not mean they're not intelligent like i told you one of the reasons i took my mercury placement in this lifetime and had to be sagittarius is because they're so intelligent okay so they could probably make like a fucking business deal with us like you feel me you feel me like they could really spit some shit you feel me probably bigger better than us so they were very dominant when it came to like social interactions and like resource exchange you know like barter and trader things um it didn't matter if they were male or female that's one of the reasons why um Sagittarius energy carries like this masculine energy because it's very dominant okay so like my dominant Sagittarius sun signs okay even though you're a female you might carry this very masculine energy and this is why okay because it's like they didn't have a it's like there's no sexism there's no sexes everything was equal okay that's what i'm saying yeah um a lot of them like bonded in pairs that made them like last generation so it's like they could have had like some type of like marrying um like arranged marriages type of shit so that it's like they can last for a long time because remember i said not all centaurs that mate with each other will actually like um last in the evolutionary process so it's like the ones that were mating with each other obviously were the half human half horses because we know about them the other ones it's like they kind of died off a long time ago because of them not being able to last genetically okay so centaurs generally live to be 50 or 60 years old by our standards okay yeah what i'm saying is like in their little group or in their herd they can join or leave the herd for a bunch of different reasons so it's not like a okay their energy is not like an animalistic like primate like um you know like primates are like monkeys and stuff like that like gorillas and you know how like there's like one main silverback gorilla and it's like he kind of is like watching out for all the other gorillas and you know and then like for the chimpanzees it's like kind of like the same thing right for the lions and shit like that right it's like they're not really like that it's like if you're in the group if you're in the herd and it's like you want to join this herd or you want to leave it it's like it could be for a multitude of different reasons for like maybe there's a bunch of aggression between the other members okay maybe you're like okay i need more of a social status you motherfuckers is losers these centaurs over on the west are balling you know whatever they have more resources or something like that um yeah if they need a a a better social status type shit or if they're like okay um look you guys don't have a, a good rate of like reproducing in this group but like that group over there got like a fine centaur and like genetically we gonna mesh so they like i'm about to leave and go over there to that group through that herd right so yeah they're really like humans bro i don't even know how else to say that because it's like that's hella like complex um yeah they're very intelligent very social and complex beings 
rich culture, rich societal structures, okay? They're very different from others. And this is also the energy that Sagittarius can't carry, okay? Um, what I'm seeing also is they also will fight over things that they think they deserve or, like, fight for resources or fight um, for, like, ideologies and things like that. What I'm also seeing is, like, during the time that, like, humans were going out and, like, um, you know what I told you, like, doing that Big Bang thing and it's like the, the Alpha Draconians came and kind of things stopped harmonizing on this planet and, like, they turned humans into this very, like, they felt like they were dominant. Pretty much what I'm seeing is it's like we're literally, like, the same. Like, if you take away guns, bombs, cannons... We're literally, like, the same as them, you know, when it comes to, like, being dominant. Because, like, they literally have, like, the same mentalness. The same way we can outsmart them, they can outsmart us, too. You know what I'm saying? It's like, with a shark, it's like they're apex predators. We're not, they're not, nobody's higher than the other when it, when it comes to them and humans. It's, like, the same. But since, um, since it's, like, we fear them and we look at them as, like, monsters, it's like we have guns and bombs and cannons and all this other shit, right? So it's like, it's kind of hard to get along with them when it's like we're trying to attack and kill them, okay? So, yeah, it's saying like, when it comes to like, it's showing me like, when it comes to mermaids and stuff like that, because um, in a way, a mermaid is kind of like a centaur. They just are like, they have their own like, aqu- aquatic type, you feel me? Because it's literally like a mermaid is a half female and half fish, right? Or half male, whatever, right? So it's like, unlike their type, where they can just go into the water and go into the depths, and if you go down there, you're gonna die, basically, like, trying to find them. It's, like, unlike them, centaurs didn't have really many places to, like, run and hide, because it's, like, they're big as fuck, you know what I'm saying? So, it's, like, they are in isolation, they are in hiding, but it's, like, probably in places and territories that we have not been in in a long time, or it's, like, I don't even know how to explain it. I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. They like living in isolation, okay? So I think if I remember correctly, um, I'm about to try to Google it real quick so I can find his name. Uh, Centaur Chronicles of Narnia. Cause that was my little that was my little shit when I was a kid. I think he was a centaur. He was a type of centaur. Oh, there was a bunch of them. Okay. Yeah, Centaur's name in Narnia. Aresius. Okay, there was one named Aresius, and he worked for the evil white witch. And then there's another one. What was the little dude? What's the little dude with the little ears and shit? Fawn. Okay, his name was Fawn. And he, was he a centaur? Yes. He was. He had, he was cute. He had the, like, little goat ears and, like, the little body. Go look up... Go type in um, Fawn, F-U-A-N, and type in Narnia, and you'll see him. So, what I'm seeing is, like, um, it's, like, if you if you remember that movie, it's, like, they lived in, like, the mountains or, like, caves. Or, like, him, he was really secretive. So, like, in the movie, I think if I remember it, it was, like, um, something about, like, a little girl and a little boy or something like that, brother and sister. They were, like, visiting a family member or something, and they had, like, this hatch or like this old cupboard or a closet or something like that and like when they opened the closet and went deeper into the closet it was like a portal into another world 
uh, into this world of Narnia where there's like witches and like centaurs and all this kind of stuff, right? So they live in another realm, yes, but it's like they also, some of them could still live here. It's just like um, they could live like hiding in caves or like old abandoned mountains or I don't know. But if you pay attention to Fawn's energy there, he was like very to himself. He had his own little routine. Um, when they went into his house, he was like making tea and he had a little food and like he was reading hella books and studying. So it's like that's the energy that they carry. They kind of just want to like be to themselves and be in isolation. Um, they respect their isolation. They don't really like to, they don't want to expand their territory because um, it's like the more you expand your territory, then it's like you'll come into contact with humans, basically. Yeah. So now they're talking about like what set of lungs do they breathe with? Because they have two sets of lungs and which stomach processes for food and all that kind of stuff, right? So, when it comes to, like, their skeletal system, they have, oh, so they're saying they have two spines, but it looks like it's one, okay? So, one is, like, the human anterior, which is, like, the the bottom, and then the rest is the whole, the, no, the top, wait, fuck, hold on. <laughs> the top part is the human anterior, the bottom part is the horse posterior, okay? And it makes a complete spine, but it's, like... Something about, like, I guess the giraffe has this type of spine, too? How the fuck do they have a spine like that? Mm -hmm. That would be interesting if, like, giraffes is, like, a, um, like, low-key, like, a version of them in a way. I'll be tripping. I'll literally be tripping because they're hella big. Um, they keep mentioning giraffes. The artwork of centaurs. What the fuck? I wonder if, like, giraffes are, like, low-key, like, you know, like, ancestors of them or, like, their descendants or I don't fucking know because they keep mentioning giraffes. That's interesting. That's very interesting. I'm going to have to look into that more. So, okay. So, for the women, they're called centaur fowls, okay? And they actually have small breasts and they cover them up, okay? So, they know about, like, you know, covering up their titties, you know, their titties and shit like that. But they honestly, like, produce milk. They're like humans, okay? So they breastfeed is what I'm seeing to their fowls. They don't, I don't know how horses are. Like, I don't know if female horses, like, have nipples and shit like that. I don't know, bro. This is weird. I'm like, I'm really scratching my head with this. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't really paid attention to horses and kind of like what they do. I don't think they have nipples for milk. I don't know how they feed their fowl, honestly. But centaurs, they have breasts, and they, like, feed them breast milk. That's what I'm seeing throughout the different stages of their life, okay? Throughout the different stages of the fowl. They're called a fowl just like a um, baby horse would be called. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, they require great quantities of food to function. So when one stomach is full, it splits into the esophagus funnels. And it, like, funnels through to the second stomach. Then it processes it, and then, you know, it, it wastes it, you feel me? So it's like, okay. It's like, it's like almost like, you know, like a bottomless pit in a way is what I'm hearing. It's like, okay, you got one stomach full, that stomach empties into the next stomach, and it processes it so that you can, you know, get it on out your body. And then it's like you got to keep refilling it, keep refilling it. So it's like they constantly eat. That's almost like, honestly, when I studied um, mermaids, it's almost like them, like, 
Um, it, especially if you watch the show Siren, it'll explain that to you where they constantly, like when they're in the water, they're constantly feeding. It's because it's like they burn a lot of energy and they have different um, digestive systems than us. So it's like they're, I guess like their metabolism is really fast. They metabolize things really fast. Each type of meal that they eat, it fuels their energy. Um, they have two rib cages, okay, and two sets of lungs, but just one heart. Remember, I told you where the heart was. The top part of their um, anterior means top. So the top lung set in the rib cage is the human side, and that is um, used for speaking and like light exercise. So if they need to exercise and do little things and talk, that's what their like human side of their um lung set is for and then it's like when it comes to like the rest of it it's like more so like for strength like horsepower you feel me like when when they gotta run or they gotta do some shit you know when it's like they need like a higher lung capacity to like get to higher elevations whether it's like climbing or fighting going to war running exercising whatever right it's like they would need um that second set of lungs and that one is actually more expanding so it's like you know with horsepower it's like um Horses can run and gallop for a long time. You see them on the movies and shit like that when they're going to war. And it's like the horses won't be eating or, or doing nothing but running and, and fighting in battle with these people for, like, days and shit. And it's like finally they can calm down and get some water and, like, eat and shit like that. It's almost like that. It's like that's their stamina. Yeah. What I'm also seeing is their heart is even larger than the actual horses. So, like, even if we look at a horse's body... Um, and like had their heart, their heart would be even bigger than that because it's like you got to have the human sized heart and their heart put together in order to pump enough blood through this entire big being. Um, what I can see is the difference between them though, because they are part human, is this different from like how I just explained the horses, where it's like prolonged periods of time and running and exertion can actually make them lightheaded or suffer from temporary memory loss if they push past their limits or seizures or death because it's like they are human so it's like um you know how i just said how horses can just keep going keep going and be at war with people and be traveling and shit like that right it's like that's because that's a full horse but since this is like half human um if they're doing too much and it's like they're not getting like regular oxygen breaks to allow you know the things to like smooth um flow smoothly to their brain and like you know their blood to get around everywhere it's like they'll get lightheaded and stuff and have seizures yeah um yeah so it's like they're showing me that a horse is very powerful we know a human is very powerful yes but it's like a centaur is actually more powerful than both of them um put together in a way they're a powerhouse of muscle intelligence and speed they're led like the book is letting me know that humans took over and dominated most of the regions on earth where they lived and i'm seeing like honestly okay so example okay what i'm seeing for example is like okay say some of them could have lived in like the grand canyon area or like just you know like iconic sites like that or like mount rushmore area or like you know just areas where it's like 
it's nothing but mountains and trees but then all of a sudden humans come in and now we like building shit and doing shit and now there's cities and stuff but it's like at one point in time it was just valleys and grass and mountains and forests and they lived there um i'm saying they also like you know built their own weaponry archery and things like that they built these things yeah they developed archery before we even did so they're the ones that taught us this um they actually taught us the skill but it's like they we kind of like use that against them in a way you know what i'm saying because like at the time like i said there were good humans on this planet and then when the bad energy came and started to corrupt the other ones so then it's like it's like their own friends was turning on each other basically at that point in time So, if it came down to, like, a centaur and a regular horse, they'll definitely have advantage over a regular horse because they're intelligent, and they also have hands. So, it's like, yeah, their hands can, like, allow them to, like, manipulate creatures and objects and do other things, like weapons, cooking, just doing other things, right? Horses ain't got no fucking thumbs, you feel me? (laughs) So, it's like, if it came down to, like, a fight between a centaur and a horse, the centaur's gonna win. And they can outsmart them, okay? Um... What I'm also seeing, the ones that are like a little bit more like, um, like the video that I told you to go watch by Sev Deliza, or if you don't want to watch that, you want to just Google Fawn from Narnia, you can see like those ones are a little bit less, um, less likely to, um, be made or less likely to like, um, continue like um i guess what's like continue like with their offspring continue evolve they ain't got no more of those because they stopped fucking having those as much because it's like they weren't as strong you see what i'm saying it's like with them they were kind of just like oh if you watched them if you watched the movie narnia or if you watch like a little scene you'll see he was just really sweet um when it came to like the other centaurs that was working with the evil witch they like basically dominated over him because he didn't have the rest of the horsepower, you feel me? He didn't have that big-ass body, that big-ass strength and stamina and shit like that. He didn't have that. It was like he just literally was like a human with, like, the the legs of a horse. Like, that's it, you feel me? It's like, okay, what are we going to stump around, you know? It's like, okay. And then the rest of them, like, had, like, great, immense strength and knowledge and shit like that. So it's like, yeah, they're letting me know that the ones that I was telling you about, they didn't last too long, or there's not too many of them anymore, because they were, like, easier to kill off. So that's all I got from the book. Oh, wait, hold on. They're also saying, um, as far as, like, running, centaurs can run one and a half to two miles before slowing down for a break. That's damn near like humans, honestly, because, like, you know, y'all, I know I'm not the only one that had to run miles in, um, in PE and shit like that when we were in high school and middle school and stuff, but it's, like, for the most part, we was running, like, two miles, you know? Um, so it's, like, they kind of, it's like us, like, about two miles after that, you're, like, fuck, I'm tired, I need to sit down. They can travel, if they're just, like, walking, they can travel 50 to 60 miles a day, um, but they rarely do because it's, like, you can't just be walking around looking like you do in this day and age in this day and time they also are farmers and they're very capable farmers like they actually um could be like surviving in this way like they're somewhere ducked off like with their own farm and their own food and their own thing and they're kind of just like trying to stay away from humans they're probably gonna be in like some of those places where it's like 
those caves that nobody has explored in a long fucking time or you know shit like that and it's like they got their own little patch of success and greatness in their little humble abode there and then it's like hopefully nobody stumbles along them and like tries to do anything but yeah so that's the book version of them we're gonna like find out more information when we continue this episode but that's gonna be the end of the first one okay so hopefully i wasn't jumping around too much but it's like i'm trying to read it to y'all without reading word for word just getting like little facts and clues from the book so you guys can see like the cryptozoology side of it from when they were studied and stuff like that and then i'm going to get um their side of the story what they um want to tell us about anything you know about themselves about um what land was like before the bad humans came or whatever the fuck right (laughs) um and like what magical gifts and stuff that they may have that um of course the crypto cryptozoologists did not um find out that wasn't written in this book i can find out other things like that so that'll be the next episode thank you guys for listening um thank you guys for being patient with me my listeners and all my trials and tribulations that i go through on a daily basis um i appreciate you guys and before i finish it up there's somebody that emailed me the other day and i thank you for this because you did bring it to my attention i don't really be advertising and stuff like this because i honestly just like put out work to help people but if any of my messages ever helped you or you just want to support me as a single mother or you just love my content um you guys can donate like i it doesn't matter what type of donations you send um my cash app is dollar sign nola moon goddess 888 so if you ever want to send anything or you feel like i helped you and you want to give back i appreciate all donations and thank you whoever that was that i can't remember your name but thank thank you whoever that was that emailed me to um give me that suggestion and i decided to just say it on the podcast so everybody else can hear it instead of just emailing you back so thank you for that i appreciate you i love you guys um And until the next episode, have a good day. Bye.